I'm Phil Jones from ITG Next. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Next Take Georgia. Welcome to Next State Georgia, weekly podcast brought to you by ITG Next. I'm your host, Phil Jones, and I'll be the host of Next State Georgia podcast as we welcome in different guests every week from those that impact the world of high school sports, be it the student athletes, coaches, or administrators, which is who I have on today with me. It is Steve Waters, Athletic Director for the Glenn County School System, joining me on this week's edition of Next State Georgia. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Phil, I appreciate you having me, and I appreciate all you guys do for high school athletics in the state of Georgia. Steve, thank you for saying that. Really appreciate it. You know, we uh, we, we love to promote, uh, you know, all that is good with high school sports. Again, as I mentioned in the intro, the student athletes, the coaches – administrators and again that's kind of where you uh the category that you fall within steve tell us um our listeners out there exactly what it is you do your title and how long you've been at it well we're we're a little unique in, in glenn county in the fact that i am the county athletic director most schools or school systems our size have an athletic director at each school but in glenn county for as long as i can remember uh We've always had a county athletic director. And so basically I oversee the day-to-day operations of four middle schools and two high schools and, um, you know, the budgeting and finances to the field maintenance to the hiring of coaches and um, just the day-to-day um, activities. So we, we stay very busy, but it's a, it's a job that, you know, we enjoy and, and love doing and, uh, and working with our coaches and our student athletes is, is certainly uh, challenging on some days, but very rewarding for the most part. So um, it's a big job. I, I would love to just be able to focus on one school, but um, you know, and, and, and try to put all my energy into one school. But uh, you know, in, in Glen County, it's a little different. We we make sure all our schools are equal and have equal um, money, budgeting, uh, facilities, things of that nature. So it, it's certainly a full time job. But uh, like I said, one that I, I certainly enjoy. And Steve, so that is unique, and I didn't realize that. So in many cases, even though there is a county AD, uh, many of them, and I guess this really uh, is is for the the larger school districts, but um, they'll have a county AD like yourself, but still have uh, a an independent athletic director at each school. So in that regard, it is different uh, how you guys do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we do have an assistant principal at each school that that handles the eligibility. Um, so that does take a huge load off of me. But um, uh, and, and we, we are looking at possibly putting more on their plates as far as more day-to-day athletics um, in the future because we're, we're growing each year with the addition of sports. We've added, um, gosh, I think seven new sports in the last three years here. So. Um, with the addition of sports, we're probably going to have to transition some of the day-to-day operations back to the school level. But, you know, like you mentioned, our our, our good friend Steve Kraft up in Fulton County, you know, he, um, Steve just took a, a, another job yesterday, kind of surprised me. But, uh, you know, he kind of oversees the athletic directors and kind of coaches the athletic directors. And so uh, we don't do that here in Glenn County, but we are looking to possibly – 
go to that format in the very near future. I got you. I got you. And yeah, and speaking of Steve, well, we wish him the the best in his new endeavors. Actually, he was our guest last week. Okay. Yeah. Here yeah, there's, there's not a better Georgia. one in the state. <laughs> so. Oh well, I'll, I'll I tell you that's. Uh, uh, I haven't known Steve that long, but obviously he uh, he does a good job as you do, Steve. How long have you been at it? So I um, I moved back to Glen County in 2002, and uh, before that I coached a little college basketball and, and taught and coached in some private schools and a couple public schools. But this is home for me, so I moved back here in 02 and I um, taught, coached. Um, became an assistant principal, and then um, I got the um, the county athletic director job in 2012. So I've done it for a little over a decade now, and uh, it was um, it's kind of a job that growing up here I, I always thought I might want to do if I could ever get back and have the good good timing. So it, it's kind of a, a job that I've you know wanted to do growing up as a kid here in Glen County, and um, it was able to work out for me. So um, I'm in year 11, and I've got, you know, five, somewhere between five and 10 years left. So we're, we're still looking to grow and improve. And uh, it's certainly, um, there's some things on the plate that I want to get finished before I call it quits and get on the golf course permanently. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you. so we're, we're in year 11, but I've been doing, gosh, I've been coaching since 90, uh, I think 96 was my first job. So it's been around the sports world for a long time. So, but uh, Brunswick and Glencoe is home. It is home. We absolutely, we grew up here, uh, graduated from Glen Academy and, uh, and uh, wanted to get back. And uh, once I was able to get a good job back here at home, it was a no brainer. I got you. So Steve, let's talk about, and, and I tell you, you've, you've done some really great things. Uh, in fact, we just wrote a story um, that uh, obviously preceded this interview, but it talked about, the um the border challenge uh that was really kind of you know your your idea from the beginning you kind of had this this idea uh, tell our listeners what the border challenge is and kind of how it came about one of your many uh responsibilities and duties that you oversee yeah so um there, there's a couple things really that leading up to it one you know it's tough to find football games anymore but you know, without having to travel a long distance and um, being able to find a, a neutral site game at a good location was something I had in mind. And a lot of people love coming to Glen County because of the beach and the, the seafood restaurants and things of that nature. So, you know, there's always basketball tournaments or baseball tournaments, softball, baseball, but there's really not any football classics down in South Georgia. There's certainly the Corky Kell up in Atlanta and, you know, you have a couple down in like Orlando or somewhere like that, but, um, nowhere really near us. So for a while now, I've, I've envisioned uh, trying to do like a, a football classic here in Glen County. We needed to update our facilities a little bit, and we certainly needed to add, add um, turf in order to play so many games in, in a two or three day span. So once our facilities were updated from our locker room space to our football field and our stadium and things of that nature, uh, you know, I met with a couple people, uh, Josh Baker down in the, Jacksonville from Baker Sports and his crew, along with Dan Williams from Under Armour, and kind of got their support and their sponsorship. And once we had that, it was just all systems go. So Josh kind of had some connections down in Florida, and with my connections here in Georgia, we we put together uh, 
you know, seven teams from Florida versus seven teams from Georgia. It's a unique um, atmosphere because these teams really have never played. So we um, we get those matchups and kind of do a little cross-state line rivalry. And most of most of the teams are a North Florida versus South Georgia teams. So we're we're excited. We're in year two. Year one went great except for the weather. It rained all three days, and, and we had lightning all three days, but we were able to get all the games in. They were good quality football games, and it's just something that I think everybody um, in this day and age, uh, to get to go to a neutral site, um, play on a good field against a good quality opponent is looking for early in the year in a non-region game. So it's, it's worked out. Um, it is a lot of extra responsibility, but I have a good staff here, and uh, the Bakers guys, Josh, and those guys do a good job of helping them, kind of with the planning part of it. So we we enjoyed it. We're, we actually sent out the schedule this morning to all the coaches, and so we're we're looking forward to a great 2023 event um, in September, and just can't wait to kick it off. Absolutely. Great to hear, you know, the, the the nuts and bolts, Steve, of how that came together. And like I said, I just pinned a story that includes your, um, you know, your uh, involvement in, in putting together this Border Classic, which, uh, by the way, to our uh, note to our listeners here, you can read that story as part of our ITG Next newsletter. So be look uh, be on the lookout for that. In addition here, of course, to the Next Take Georgia podcast. Um, so interesting, and I didn't know. So the matchups, the seven matchups, seven teams from each state, Georgia and Florida, those teams had never played each other. Yeah, outside of um, – there was, there, was one, there was one game that apparently in, in the days of old used to be a rivalry. I believe it was University Christian and Charlton. And they weren't able to play in the last few years. So we were able to renew that rivalry, but all the other teams have never played. So um, it's kind of unique, and we've, we've changed the matchups this year. Uh, we've kept a couple the same just due to the size of the schools. But um, the four larger schools that are playing in the event are all playing a different team this year. So last year, Brunswick High played Bowles, and this year, Coffee County is going to play Bowles. We were able to switch that up, so – uh, which I think excites the coaches and that they get a you know a different opponent, different game plan, and, and certainly um, you know that that those are those are um, challenges for high school because they kind of get used to playing the same folks every year. So uh, I think the coaches get excited when they get to uh, scout a new opponent and break down film on a new opponent. Oh no, no question, Steve. And you hit it on the head. You know, it it, it used to be where games were hard to find and. You know, uh, and look, uh, even when, you, you know, teams did find uh, another opponent, a lot of times it was mismatch, uh, mismatched opponents where you'd have a larger school versus a smaller school. And the games really, Steve, got to be where they were just so non-competitive. And of course, I'm talking about the non-region portion of the schedule. It got to be a point where, where you know, fans – and again, this is the whole reason – you know, or at least one big one. I know that you wanted to put this together as you have described to us. Uh, but, you know, it would be like, okay, let's let's get through these four or five non-region games, however many it would be. And, you know, let's uh, can't wait to get the region portion of the schedule going. And that was, uh, I think, just an unjust to the, the fans, the players, and everybody involved. That's not what the game, you know, is about. Yeah, that's right. You know, certainly most teams in the state now are playing three, four, five non-region games. And, uh, you know, you may want one in there that's kind of a lopsided game in your favor, but I think most coaches, by the time they get to reach and play, want to play a couple good quality opponents that are going to give them a challenge so they know what they have going into region play. And so 
we've tried to create that with this event. Certainly, um, you, know, you look at the games, like Coffee County versus the Bowls this year, and a, you know, a Brunswick High versus St. Augustine, or Richmond Hill versus the Creekside. Those are those are good football teams in in both states. So it, it gives you a a good measuring stick so that when you do get the region and you do get tested, you know what you have. That's important. And when you play in a non-region game, you know, you can afford to try a few things that, that you know, want to impact your ranking when it comes to the state playoffs. So it's a, it's a great non-region game, a great atmosphere. Uh, we try to treat it like a college atmosphere for all these uh, kids and players. And so it's, it's really a great event that I hope you know, folks around the southern part of the state would love to come and watch. And again, uh, just to, to kind of rehash here, so this is back for a second year, and it, all the games are held at the one stadium, Steve? That's correct. It's uh, Glenn County Stadium in Brunswick, you know, which is an hour from Jacksonville, uh, an hour from Savannah, and an hour from Waycross, really. So we're kind of right on the coast, a little 10-minute drive over to the Atlantic Ocean. So it's a great way for uh, a lot of families to come in and spend a night or two and watch their kids play football or cheer and or play in the band and so they make a weekend out of it but it's a great location if you've never been to the golden Isles. and the stadium is a beautiful stadium a brand new artificial turf and just a, a great place to enjoy a high school game and folks i went to the stadium for the first time uh last year now it was not part of the uh, the border challenge that steve's talking about but still my first visit there to glenn county stadium and what a facility you guys have built, and, and again, Steve, you you pretty much had all the work done on that stadium. Really, uh, not only you know for usage of all the other games throughout the season, but primarily to be able to host an event like the one you described. That's correct. We uh, certainly the Border Classic was the main reason we wanted to build what we've built here, but we also want to attract some other games. So we're hosting. We host a lot of events here throughout the year, from concerts to. You know, we're hosting a semi-pro football championship this year. So there's a lot of other events that we do on top of, you know, the Border Classic. So it's really just a great event or a great venue to come and enjoy soccer, football, whatever we're hosting. Absolutely. We are talking with Steve Waters. He is the athletic director for Glenn County School System. Steve, how many uh, schools do you oversee? So uh, uh, four middle schools here in the county and two high schools, Brunswick High and Glenn Academy High School. Steve, how many, um, you have any idea how many student athletes you oversee, roughly? I do. Our high schools are right around 1,900, 2,000 kids. We have 13,000 total students in the county, and we have about 2,500 athletes total. Um, that's between grades 6 through 12. So it's um, it varies from year to year, but generally around the 2,500 mark, which is uh, we're really trying to grow our female sports here and get some more female participation. And we've been able to see that grow lately with some flag football and things like that that we've added. So, you know, most of our, our football teams average around 100 players on both teams and then mm-hmm. anywhere from like 40 on our soccer teams to, sure, you know, 35, 40 on our baseball team. So we're certainly not with the big boys up in, you know, the larger metro counties, but um, it's we're a good size school system for South Georgia. Well, hey, they are, uh, what, 7A and 6A, right? We are both uh, 6A right now. Uh, okay. Hopefully next reclassification, I think we'll probably both go down to 5A. Uh, oh, really? Uh, we'll, we'll, we shall see <laughs> how that turns out. Again, one of the many kind of, you know things and duties and responsibilities that you have to oversee, that's one of them there. Let's talk about other, Steve. We, we of course, talked about, uh, you know, uh, events like the ones you just described to us and the one we talked about. Steve, what are some of the other challenges 
that you know that are a part of your job and overseeing all of these uh, uh, again these uh, coaches, athletic directors at the schools, and um, well, not athletic directors at the schools, but uh, the the folks that handle. Uh, the coaches and that kind of thing. Talk about the other responsibilities and challenges that uh, you face on a day-to-day situation. Yeah, I think well, I'll just talk about a couple here, but uh, I think the main challenge is that if you asked every athletic director in the state, I mean, I think everybody would say, you know, finances in this day and age, the funding of your sports programs uh, is becoming more and more expensive. And certainly uh, COVID did not help us on this level because of the extra shipping charges now and you know the scarcity of certain products and we have to pay more to get them the cost of officials have gone up and just um just the cost of athletics in general have gone up significantly in the last five years so you know we don't want to charge our fans anymore than we have to and we don't ever want to go up on our rate so it's kind of one of those things that when i talk to other ad's around the state we're all kind of you know tossing around do we go up a dollar on our games or things of that nature. So uh, I think, you know, just um, funding for your for your programs and certainly making sure they have the necessities they need to uh, be competitive. But the, the most important thing is the necessities to be safe from, you know, field maintenance, making sure your fields are safe to, you know, just player safety and being sure they have the updated helmets, updated shoulder pads and things of that nature is, uh, is challenging. But it's that's what I, I spend the majority of my time stressing over is, is ways to uh, creative ways to make money so we can pay for everything. And, you know, it's tough when you have a lot of non-revenue sports and we, and we have that, you know, we got to figure out ways to make money in our revenue sports like football and baseball and basketball so they can pay for everything. So that's a, that's a tough one for sure. And uh, one that I spend a lot of time on. Secondly, I think a big topic today is sportsmanship. We're not just talking about coaches and players. We're talking about fans. And you know, we, we're starting to see a really uptick in the lack of sportsmanship by our parents and our fans. And we have a we have a big problem right now. We are losing officials. And, and we're losing them at a very quick rate. Um, and it's not because they're getting too old or they're too young. It's because they're tired of the harassment. You know, really? It's, it's tough on me because <laughs> I'm. I'm very competitive, so I have to try to watch myself. And, uh, you know, the Georgia High School is really focused on, and the National Federation of High Schools, they're really focused on. And all of the athletic directors are now really focusing on because that that's the reason that, uh, you know, we can't play all the state playoffs in football in one night because we don't have enough officials to do that anymore. So, you know, we have to play certain, on the first round of the playoffs, we have to play some games on Friday and some on Saturday because we just don't have enough officials. And we're starting to see that in other sports. This is the first year I can truly say I've had to move games because there weren't enough officials to cover it. We had to play a region football game in Augusta on a Thursday night because they didn't have enough officials to do their Friday night game. So it's becoming not only a statewide but a national issue. We've got to really you know, figure out a solution to whether it's paying our officials more or just doing a better job of uh, con- you know, controlling our tempers. And they have a tough job, and, you know. They can make a call that can cost you a game, but they're, you know, they're out there not to cost anybody a game. That's what we got to all remember. I mean, everybody, they would rather blame an official than blame a kid and uh, or a coach. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the officials are out there. Uh, 99% of them are out there wanting to help children and help athletes and uh, not, not, they're not out there showing favoritism. You know, we got to do a better job of just respecting our officials overall and have a better sportsmanship. So that's a big area of focus, you know, in all of Georgia. Um, but, I, you know, I think those are the two big areas that we're really focused on. And then there's a lot of things I can go to, but I'll just say reclassification. 
that's coming up here in the next you know year and that's going to be interesting as georgia high school is going to go back to six classifications so it's really going to impact every school in the state of georgia as to where they play and who's going to be in our region so it's going to be uh you know the next six to nine months are going to be very interesting and there's going to be a lot of discussion and a lot of politicking behind the scenes but uh It'll, it'll be interesting to see what way we, we go for sure. So, Steve, I want to talk real quick uh, a little bit more about the reclassification. So, um, th- those uh, discussions, when will that take place? I am out, I'm on the reclassification committee, and I haven't okay. gotten any information yet. But generally, around April or May, we'll start looking at things. Um, nothing really gets serious until October. Sounds like a long way away, but it's not. In October, we'll get every school student enrollment count called the FTE numbers and once those come out we're able to look at each school with factual data see how big each school is and then we'll actually start placing schools where we feel like they belong so uh, but we do a lot of prep work leading up to October so I'd say you know probably in April probably you know we'll probably meet this summer and sometime early fall and then once October gets here we start meeting quite a bit um, as far as just trying to make decisions that are fair to every school in the state of Georgia. So, Steve, the will the multiplier remain a part of factoring in the numbers of the FTE numbers? Uh, the feeling I get from talking to other folks is that, yes, it will remain, but that is always up for discussion and vote. So um, it would not shock me if that came to the committee for another vote this year. You know, I know there's, there's a thousand ways to look at those things when you're dealing with you know, city schools versus non-city schools, and that's or private schools versus public schools. Um, you know, the multiplier. Some people love it, some people hate it, but it seems to be the you know, the way that the state of Georgia tends to go. There are some other options that we can look at, but um, you know, I, I feel like the multiplier will remain from some of my conversations I've had with other athletic directors. But um, you know, like I said, it. There, there, it seems to always come up for a vote every two years, so it's probably going to come up for a vote again. I got you. Again, we are talking with uh, Steve Waters. He's the county uh, athletic director for Glenn County School Systems. So kind enough to give us a few minutes here uh, of his time. And, again, what is uh, obviously a very, very busy daily schedule uh, overseeing the uh, the two school, two high schools there in uh, Glenn County. Um, in addition to, what, four middle schools, right? Yeah, that's correct. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm actually yeah. meeting with my middle school athletic directors today, and uh, we're we're planning for next year already and trying to get some some things prepared. So uh, middle school is is, is certainly a, a little different, but um, it, it's fun to watch because that's that's still a level where most of the sports are uh, fairly pure, and uh, those kids yep. are out there just for the love of the game, and uh, it's it's fun to watch. I, I really enjoy uh, kind of my role of overseeing the middle schools as well. So the middle schools do have an athletic director, right? Uh, each of my middle schools, they do. And, uh, okay. they, you know, I, I, I do the scheduling for them and the equipment and ordering and all that stuff. But they're, they're able to go to the games and manage the games so I don't have to be at every, every middle school game. So that, gotcha. that's, the, that's a big relief. Steve, how many do you know how many varsity sports? We talked about the number of athletes. We've talked about the number of coaches, administrators. What what about the number of sports? Do you have a count uh, on how many varsity sports uh, that you technically oversee now? I think uh, we. I know we're in the right around twenty per high school. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're we're. It's uh, a bunch. Yeah, we've added. Um, 
I would have to go back and count, but we in the last few years we've added flag football, esports, uh, bass fishing, um, things that uh, a lot of people go that's that's actually a sport, but with a, they are sanctioned sports now in the state of Georgia. And, uh, so we've we've had a dancing, competitive dancing, uh, competitive cheerleading here in Glen County, and uh, yeah, so we've yeah. added a lot of sports in the recent years. Uh, swimming, we've, we've added swimming. So um, oh really? So I, a lot of people are like, I didn't have a swimming team and live on the coast, but we didn't. And uh, we, we actually, that was uh, going to be my next qu- uh, statement, Steve. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of uh, <laughs> kind of weird, but uh, yeah. So we we started that. So uh, we we've added a lot of sports. I think when I took over, we had like fifteen or sixteen sports, and we're up to around twenty one or twenty two now. So um, I got you. So yeah, we I'm in no hurry to add any more sports right now. We're kind of tapped out for for a school system our size, but. Uh, my thing is if we have kids and there's interest there, we'll, we'll create a way to uh, fund the sport and create opportunities for them. So that's what we've been able to do. And uh, a lot of high schools in the state have been able to do that over the last few years. And, um, you know, it's going to the bass fishing tournament, it is packed. And there's like 250 bass fishing boats in the lake. So it's, it's a sport that's growing and things you never think about, but are, uh, you know, every AD around the state is uh, involved with it. You know, and, uh, and it's certainly uh, fun to be able to see kids compete in sports where they might not be able to compete in, such as bass fishing or dancing or things of that nature. Do you go to esports? We added esports. I have actually been and seen them compete in a practice session, but I haven't been to an actual match. But um, we added it at both high schools last year, and we're, we're pretty competitive. But that is, uh, we've got, I think, 40 plus kids at both of our high schools already competing. And that is the wave of the future. I was one of the last few to kind of hold off, but um, we just had so much interest in the sport that uh, we just finished. Our first semester, we're playing in the spring league as well, and uh, those kids love it. It's, it's amazing uh, when you walk in their classroom and you see them in there gaming against other schools. It's um, and it's crazy to think that there's a lot of scholarship money now for eSports. <laughs> you can play eSports in high school and get a college scholarship for it. So um, there's, there's an avenue to get to college if you want it. Well, and see, that's the advantage that I see. You know, you, you kind of sound like me, you know, kind of old school. Well, who would have thought that video games, you know, would be a varsity sport, much less being given, you know, scholarship money. But, you know, uh, it was it, what it's doing, Steve, and again, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, it's allowing uh, more and more student-athletes to participate in, I guess, what we would say non-traditional sports as we think of it. And it, it just – that, to me, Steve, is a, is a win-win if you can get more and more students involved in something. Then that, that to me, is, is, is the key, right, Steve? Uh, of course. And there's so many distractions for kids today, and most of them are not good. Uh, it's, a, it's a different generation than when you and I grew up. It's a different generation than it was in 2010. With social media, the trouble kids can get into now is just a lot more. You know, when I grew up, you just you went home and you grabbed a ball and you played ball. There, there's so many things kids can do now. So, you know, if we can create an opportunity for them to be in a structured environment under supervision and they're enjoying what they're doing, um, it's a, like you said, it's a win-win for everybody. Ended up, you know, it's certainly something that we uh, – we spend a lot of time thinking about is what can we do to um, create a quality, uh-huh. um, you know, extracurricular activity right. that is supervised um, for, for our kids, not only in Glen County, but, you know, everywhere in the state. 
We're wrapping up with Steve Waters. He is the county AD for Glenn County School Systems. Again, thanks so much for joining us, Steve. Final question I got for you. Again, of all the, the different responsibilities, the challenges, what uh, what can you tell us about opportunities uh, that you see on the horizon, maybe uh, uh, that could present themselves for student athletes, maybe in the way of new sports. I know you said earlier you maybe want to try to hold off on that because it, it, it could get to a point. It can get to a point, of course, of saturation where you know you don't have enough coaches or supervision to, to you know to to make it a, a safe and worthwhile sport. But what are some of the sports or just any opportunities you see on the horizon that could benefit all those involved in high school athletics? And I'll give you the final word. Probably, as you said, the addition of sports, uh, maybe that aren't as mainstream as we all think of. But, uh, you know, I, I do think there will be some additions, whether it's, um, you know, a martial arts or, um, or or something of that nature. A pickleball, maybe. That's the fastest growing sport in the world. It is. Um, it sure so, is. So I do think you're on the right track there as far as, as the future. And I also think the future is going to create more um, – some video opportunity, graphic opportunities, so that, you know, now you can get on a camera and pretty much catch any game, but I really think that's going to grow. You know, most of our high school games are going to be quality streams and a, and a source of revenue and that kids can, you know, college coaches are going to be able just to watch a game from sitting in their office and watch high school kids. So I think that's going to change. And while that changes, recruiting is going to change. We've already seen it you know, the name, image, and likeness by college coaches, and it's really affecting our high school. So I think the overall dynamic of recruiting high school players is going to change. And, you know, it's going to take someone with a lot of power to get in there with the colleges and say, hey, guys, we've got we've got to change this because you're killing our high school kids' opportunities right now because you guys are signing college transfers instead of signing high school kids. So we've got to figure out a way to get that change again. You know, I think between Increased sporting opportunities and uh, video opportunities and recruiting. Those are going to be the three things you see um, changing over the next few years and certainly right on the horizon. Steve, I lied. I said I, I'm actually going to do kind of a part B on that because, you know, we're talking about opportunities and, and giving kids opportunities. Uh, what are your thoughts on the NIL, the names and likeness? I know that Dr. Robin Hines and others involved with the GHSA has pretty much admitted now uh, it's coming. Uh, if it's not already here, and I think they're being forced, well, you guys are all being forced to at least acknowledge it, take a look at it. Uh, this will be the final word. Steve, your thoughts on NIL in high school sports? You know, I, I can't disagree with that, and and I'm old school, and I, I see it as the corruption of the game, and our game will probably never be the same. I don't think there will be purity in sports anymore, but I do think it's here, and I think it's a way that we're going to have to sit down as a group of men and figure out how we can incorporate it into high school athletics without, um, you know, just corrupting the amateurism of the sport and the uh, – Really what we're all here for is, is just keeping the sport fun and clean for kids and not not making money the central figure. But uh, it is here, and we've just got to figure out a way to adapt to it and uh, you know make it as fair as we can for uh, all the schools in the state of Georgia because certainly I think it's in 24 states right now, so it's coming, and we just got to – you know, it's new to all of us, so I, I don't have a lot of info on it on how, we can, how we're going to incorporate it, but there's a lot of great minds. Dr. Hines will certainly do a good job of leading that charge. And um, just something we're going to have to learn a lot about the next year or two. 
Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Really good stuff. You know, this is the the very reason we do these podcasts like Next State George is to give folks, you know, kind of a a look, insight into what you guys are doing. And uh, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. Let's try to maybe get caught up with you between now and the start of the uh, the fall and uh, see what else is happening in Glen County sports. That sounds great. And uh, thanks again, Phil, for having me. And appreciate all you guys again do for for the uh, student athletes, the coaches, and fans in the state of Georgia. Uh, it, it, it goes a long way, and uh, we, we appreciate it. Steve, that, that, uh, again, you made my day. Uh, appreciate the comments and the compliments. Thank you so much. And, again, we look forward to having you on Next State Georgia again real soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. There he is, guys. That is uh, Steve Waters. Uh, what a great uh, conversation, great insight from the county athletic director for Glenn County School District, Man, what a job he has, responsibilities he has. But as Steve mentioned, it certainly is very worthwhile, very rewarding uh, each and every day uh, with the impact that he has on the lives of student athletes as well as the coaches that make high school sports so great. You've been listening to Next State Georgia brought to you by ITG Next. I'm your host, Phil Jones. Be sure to join us every week as we bring you a new topic and a new guest right here on Next Take Georgia.